Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the files of the AYR. Yowiehunters.com Far North Queensland, low population and 380,000 square kilometres of widely untouched and untraversed land. The landscape consists of wet tropical rainforests, over 70 national parks, rugged mountain ranges and unhospitable terrain. Colonial interest in the area began in the 1860s when a man by the name of Richard Daintree discovered gold densely wooded tropical mountains. And shortly after, the township of Cairns was founded. Articles about the Yowie began in the Cairns Post from 1934. Still today, the far north region of Australia is mostly uninhabited by humans. Which is why we believe it's underrepresented in Yowie sightings. They are there, and for the most part, undisturbed. Despite that, the modern-day sightings are beginning to steadily grow. From Tully to Cooktown, reports to the AYR include the Daintree, Oak Beach, the outskirts of Cairns, Quaid Dam, Tarzili, Malanda, Millamilla, and our report for next week, Lake Tinaru. For now, we have Sarah interviewing in the heart of all these sightings. Welcome to Atherton. You've reached out to us with what sounds like a really scary story when you were about 13 years old, right? It was completely and utterly terrifying. When I was um, 13, I was a, uh, a foster kid. I was in foster homes and... This particular home, we'd argued about going to church. I didn't want to, and they insisted, so I, I stormed out. I sort of went for a walk, and I ended up wandering up to the town lookout. It's not on top of the hill. You have to go up over the hill and down the other side a little bit, and then there's like a roundabout there. You have to come out the way you went. All, all around the edge of the roundabout, it's, it just drops off down the back of the hill there. It was about 11 o'clock at night, 11.30, I went and I sat up on one of the picnic tables with my feet down on the seat and I just sort of sat there stewing and I did hear something behind me in the grass sort of down the hill a bit. I didn't really think about it. I thought it was a possum or a bandicoot or something and and while I sat there I just sort of noticed that something changed uh, around me and I, I couldn't quite work it out. I suddenly realised that all of the crickets had stopped cheeping and it had gone dead quiet. Before I could even register that, whatever was in the grass suddenly got louder and louder and louder and came right up behind me. 
because I, I was only about three metres away from the grass, four metres, and it was blade grass way up above your head. Before I could even turn around, something growled behind me. When I say growl, it was it was so loud. It was so deep and bass. It was like, it was almost a roar. It is. It was so loud. My first thought was, there's a bear behind me. The first growl was the biggest and most massive one, but then it kept growling afterwards. And in between, I could I could hear it breathing, like this really strange sort of waffing, so, sort of breathing. I really, really slowly stood up on the table and turned around and there was nothing there. Whatever it was, was staying in the grass. And so to get out, I had to go back up the hill and down the other side. So I started to really slowly walk. Because I was so scared, I, I was too scared to turn my back on it. I walked backwards and it started to flank me in the grass. It started to follow me. I started to sort of power walk. I started to pull away from it a bit, and as I was going up the hill, I could see a, a large swath of grass moving that it was following me and growling. It was still growling the whole time up the hill. I started really walking as fast as I could backwards. I just could not turn my back on it, and I felt myself get to the top, and by then I'd pulled away to about 15 to 20 metres ahead of it. I'd gotten a bit of distance, and as, as soon as I felt myself starting to go downhill I just turned and ran and ran for my life and I just expected something to just barrel me over any minute I I, I really expected it to attack me when I turned my back on it and I glanced over my shoulder a couple of times and there was nothing behind me when I got to about three quarters of the way down the hill I stopped and I looked back and and for a second there was nothing there and then I realised there was this massive shape in the centre of the road it was a huge black shape because there was no lights it was so dark it was only the stars I sort of peered at it it was like a a huge massive muscular thing that was it was almost laying flat on the road it was crouched right down sort of on its fist with its arms out and its elbows bent it was very, very much like the picture from the report 151 that I watched where he saw it crouching, uh, almost identical to that picture. As it sort of became clear that it was that shape, it cocked its head at me. Like when you make a funny sound to a dog and it cocks its head to the side, it cocked its head at me and I just turned and ran and ran home. It literally terrified me i couldn't go back up to that lookout for years and i think it wasn't until my late 20s i went back up there in the daytime and it was just completely unnerving i i doubt i could still go up there at night uh, i think there might be lights up there now but i still don't think i could just because it was just so terrifying it sounds absolutely terrifying especially at night what time of day was it it was about 11 to 11.30 at night. In those days, the houses stopped at the bottom of the hill. Now I think they go a little way up on the town side. And I think there are lights up there now at night. <laughs> it's been a while since I've been up there. 
it was completely dark. It was only the light of the stars. You know, I, I didn't smell anything. It didn't stand up. I didn't see it stand up, but it was most definitely like a a massive muscular man shape that was almost, it was crouching down, leaning forward, like looking straight at me. When I first saw it, I realized it was there was a darker shape there. And I, as I peered at it, I made out the form of it and this giant head, that's when it cocked its head at me. I just knew it was looking straight at me. That's when I turned and ran all the way home. Did it have uh, a round head? It had a, a rounded head. It was definitely sort of conical. It was sort of pointed on top, not sharp, but higher than a, than a person's head would be. The sheer width of its shoulders would have had to have been about four four feet wide, and its head would have to have been over a foot wide. Like it was, it was bigger than any human I've ever seen. My nephew's almost two hundred kilos, and he, he runs down pigs on foot. And this thing would have been three times his size, easily. It was all black. Even the shape, the way that it was crouched, didn't really make sense to me for years. Like, I could only see, like, the front of it, the way it was crouching down. And it wasn't until a little while back I watched that one uh, where he went to urinate on a tree and he looked over and he saw it there. And that picture was pretty unnerving to see because it was almost in the identical position the way that it was sort of crouched down on its hands or its fists sort of with its arm bent, like really low to the road. There's a page called Drawings of Bigfoot. I'm a bit of an artist myself and um, I was having a look. That picture is very close to what I saw, except for the way the legs are stuck out. The very front of it, the way that it is low down and looking at you with its arms out like that, that's, that's what I saw. The legs didn't come out further I, from the body. I don't recall. It wasn't that wide, as wide as that. If you take the legs away from that and I guess sort of, you know, put them crouched behind it, yeah, that picture I sent was, yeah, very, very much the position it was in, in the centre of the road and thought, what am I seeing here? And then I made out its shape and that's when it cocked its head. I probably only stared at it for less than 10 seconds before I made out its shape, when it cocked its head at me, I, I knew that it was looking at me. And um, it was that was just terrifying. And I, I ran. <laughs> <laughs> I ran. I don't blame you. It was probably only about 50 metres away, maybe less, when I stopped and looked back. But I was probably only about 20 metres from the first streetlight at the bottom of the hill. So it had still followed me up and over the hill for a way. When I ran, it had come at least from where I ran to where the it was on the road was a distance. It had kept following me after I'd run. Did Just, you get a feeling that it was male or female or too hard to tell? I'd have to say male just because of how bass and deep the note was and just its, it's massive build, like how big its shoulders and its arms were and its head but if anything i'd have to go by the note of that growl when it growled it was just so loud i could feel it vibrate through my chest and because it was only about four meters away maximum that it growled from it yeah it, i could feel it vibrate through my whole body through my skeleton what did it resemble to you if you could compare it to 
an animal's growl? Oh, I can't say I've heard anything like it. It started as a growl and just became so loud it was almost a roar. Like I swear people living, you know, almost a kilometre away would have heard this thing. It was high up on a hill whether the sound would have carried because it just... I can't even do the rumble and the bass of it. It was so clear it was a massive animal that made it. That's why my first thought, there's a bear behind me. That's the only comparison I could make, a big bear. Your heart must have just stopped for a second. I still don't know how I stood up and turned around. I did it really, really slowly while it was still growling um, after that first one. It didn't stop growling after that big first growl the whole time until I turned to run. Then I I, I didn't hear anything because I, I was running, but yeah. Yeah, it was just such a, and I, I've seen a few movies and heard a few things and I, I haven't yet heard a sound that sounded like that again ever in my life. You told your foster parents when you got home, but they didn't, they didn't believe you. Tell they, anybody else after? No, I didn't tell anyone for a while. You know, a few years later, I sort of mentioned to a couple of friends and never met another person who's seen one the only thing i think the closest thing i've heard is one of your audio reports of uh, red hill in cairns and there's another one on the melanda miller miller road there as well they're all within an hour of me those reports towley beach as well yes yeah that's not too far away either must have been frightened to walk such a long way backwards well the fact that i had to go back up over the hill to get out there was no other way unless I wanted to go through the bush myself I, I was so scared I like I said I could I couldn't turn my back on it I felt like if I turned my back on it it would attack me and I wanted to at least see it coming if it did it you was, said you went back when you were in your 20s how was that did it feel strange I didn't get out of the car and I looked at the spot now they've cut the grass back a bit exactly where it was standing so there's a bit more parkland there and I sort of had a look and it wasn't so steep in that spot there's a general sort of rise there before that you hit the thick forest and I sort of looked at where it would have came towards me and uh, where it stood when it growled where I was sitting it was very very close it was only three to four meters away this table is very close to the grass so I'm five seven. The blade grass would have to be over six foot. I've always had the sense that it was going somewhere, and because I was sitting there so quietly, it didn't know I was there until it came right up onto me. And even though it growled at me, it could have attacked me, but it didn't. And I feel like it was just trying to get me out of its way. That's the sense that I've always sort of had that I was just in its way. And it knew that I was a kid. It wasn't going to go around me. Out of my way, kid. Pretty much, yeah. I was sitting there very quietly. I wasn't making sound. I was just stewing over things. It must not have heard me and maybe not smelt me until it was probably about to step out of the grass. And then realised, oh, there's a human being there. Maybe there's, I, there's someone there. Yeah. Off. Looked at the size of me and thought, I'm not going around this guy. He, he can leave. So how do you feel when you're out in the bush these days, knowing now that they're out there? Very much more aware of when I'm in the bush, just the sounds especially. (laughs) 
I try to identify every sound I hear now. We went to a spot near the Misty Mountains between Millamilla and Ravenso. There's been a Tarzelli report there. There's uh, the road from Millamilla to Ravenso. There was a, re- a sighting from a car there. There was, I heard an audio report of a spot along the Palmerston there. And I actually uh, was given access to a farmer's property to take some photos of rock formations there. And he told me that many years ago, a horse was killed and dragged under several fences. They believed it was dingoes that did it. And I sort of said to him, how many dingoes does it take to drag a full-grown horse? And he just looked at me and said, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I always think about the really old, early stories. Even Crocodile Dundee jokes about it, how Aboriginals were known to just vanish into the bush. That's possibly a skill that they may have to be able to to hide or, or to disappear. Not literally disappear, but, you know, hide very well. Maybe stand behind a tree or if the tree's not That's wide right. enough, they put an arm out so it looks like another limb of the tree. Yes, um, yes. I, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in this, that if they stood still enough next to a tree or against a tree, you may not even see them, though they may be metres away. Yeah, we're talking about something that's avoided humans for centuries. And I mean, in Australia, Aboriginals have been here thousands of years, tens of thousands of years. It's something that is part of their adaption. A lot of people say they've hunted their whole life and you say, have you ever seen a um, a dingo skeleton or a crocodile skeleton? And they never have. Mm -hmm. People assume because you can use an app to find your phone that we've discovered everything. Australia is one of the most unexplored countries in the world. The area that Dean and our Australian Yowie research team is is uh, investigating at the moment is just to walk a couple of metres is, takes ages because there's just the vegetation is so dense. There's snakes, there's scorpions, there's, you know, yep. it's really, really yes. tough going just to make any little Very bit of nearby. Progress. I didn't smell anything. Um, it never stood up bright, so I didn't sort of see its height. It was definitely hairy. I could see that from where I was. I could see it off the top of its shoulders and its head. If it had have been against the grass, I may not have seen it at all. It's only because it was in the middle of the road that I made it out. And then as I stared, I I saw it was the outline of like a giant man. I don't believe it was leaning onto its palms. I believe it was leaning down on its fists like a gorilla was leaning forward looking at me and as I made out that it was this giant muscular shape that's when it cocked its head at me I just knew it was looking at me so I ran I always say that non-believers have just never had an experience that's all and frightened and frightened I think a lot of it's got to do with fear you know that the fact that there is this out there is just too much to to deal with you know they the comfort zones are very locked thanks for listening there's not many people that are so receptive the reason why we do this is to get the word out there to demystify it to that's e- right educate people on on something that is out there and potentially dangerous that's right uh, potentially dangerous yes yeah I love all the reports. I just sort of think the sheer magnitude of them is indicative of itself. Hold up. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.